The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. It's Success Happens on 930 WFMD, blending business and politics. Success Happens with your host, Jen Charlton. and welcome to Success Happens. This is Jen, and it is, wow, what a week. You know, every week it, it seems like it's just another thing to deal with. You know, when I set up this show, gosh, about 10 days ago, I had no idea what we would be dealing with. And, you know, here I am with my guest looking at what has occurred, and we're trying to uh, deal with the aftermath of something and we're in the middle of it you know this week has been an extraordinary time where people in in afghanistan are suffering but what occurred was a debacle i wouldn't even say i I mean i'm being kind right of epic proportions that left our people on the ground without protection and here we are now faced with how to make sure that we get everybody out safely without infiltrating our country with bad guys. So at the time I invited this guest to be with us, we had no idea what was going to be occurring that we would be confronted with on this show. So it couldn't be more apropos to have with me this morning, Liz Harrington, who is the press secretary for President Donald Trump. Good morning and welcome. Hey, Jen, thanks so much for having me. What what an honor. And, you know, I was thinking about it as I was preparing for you. And I said, you know what? It's not only that Donald Trump is an amazing human being who has put, many of us feel, here by God to deal with something, right? But you, as somebody who is now his press secretary in the post-presidency, as we knew it, with President Trump, and you're dealing with things like Afghanistan and all the issues that he as a former president has the opportunity to reflect on and give us advice on and hopefully give us hope on because many of us are hopeless. Would that be an accurate statement? Yeah, and it is a just perilous time for our country. We see it get worse and worse every single day. And it's an honor to work for President Trump because he is a unique once in a lifetime generational leader who has the support of tens of millions of Americans. I believe the vast majority of the American people, especially when they see what's happening now and the devastating consequences of when we abandon our constitutional republic, when we abandon how America is supposed to uh, be run. And It is a very important time, and I think we saw it just the other night. You couldn't see a bigger contrast. A vacuum 
in leadership, a devastating news coming out, which was purely preventable, that should have never happened with these 13 who were killed and so many others wounded, so many Afghans killed. And, you know, I, I said that day, we don't have a president. Where is our we don't have one. He wasn't. Joe Biden is not there. It seems like the country is being run by committee right now. I'd like to know who that committee is. I think a lot of Americans have the right to know who the committee is. We all do. Yeah. I mean, he said himself, I've been instructed to call on these reporters. Who's instructing you? Who's giving you this list? And we need a commander in chief. And then you saw what a real commander in chief looks like. President Trump's been doing interviews. He's been explaining exactly what his plan was in Afghanistan, the hard work that got us there, the very clear leadership in dealing with the Taliban who knew the consequences if they harmed a single American or our country. They knew. That's why we negotiated this deal to get out. And Joe Biden, like everything else, this regime has abandoned everything he put in place. He abandoned the border. He abandoned the policies on the economy. Our energy independence, it's been given away to to Vladimir Putin. Whatever happened to this Russia, 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 he cancels Keystone the first day and then approves Putin's p- pipeline the same day. It's everything that's been done. And now this um it seems designed to harm our country. And then when the worst possible outcome happens, which was predictable, they're not even there and they're callous and they are leaving, admitting that they're just going to leave Americans behind. It's absolutely disgusting. And I why that's why I think it's so important that President Trump continues to speak out and tell the American people Give them some assurance, especially our troops. His message, his video message he released on Thursday night, half of that was dedicated to our men and women who served in Afghanistan. Because can you, I cannot even imagine the sacrifices that they've made and to see it all go to this is just absolutely devastating and we need a leader to let them know that you know america americans still have their back so i have become acquainted with a gold star family through soldier fit edgewater which i own and we dedicated our turf to patrick feeks and we always dedicate our turf at every location to a fallen soldier So we chose Patrick and I didn't know anything about Patrick. I didn't know his family. I didn't know anything when I went into this. And we ended up, you know, having a ceremony and um, and I got to know Ginny and Tom Feeks. And I will tell you, they're so angry right now. And I asked Ginny if I could tell the story, if I could share. She said, yeah, they are so upset right now because Patrick died on a 2012 helicopter that went down with a bunch of Navy SEALs. He was a Navy SEAL. It was his dream from the day he was eight years old. And he tells us that story. And it's hard not to get upset about it because these are real people. These are not statistics. 
you know, we've gotten to this point where everything's about a data point instead of a heartbeat. And I'm so fed up with what this cabal has done to our people. And the aftermath of it is people that I'm hearing from right and left on my Facebook page that are saying, I served and I'm so angry right now. I have a friend of mine texted me. He said, I was a, an officer in the Marines. He said, I'm so angry right now. What was it all for? What was the damn point? It's, and I, I, my heart goes out to all of them. It, it is so unimaginable that, because no one disagreed with leaving. Obviously, President Trump ran on that, and he still believes it. You know, 20 years is long enough. That's not the issue. The issue is you abandoned Bagram Air Force Base. What? Why would you abandon that before you got civilians out? It doesn't make any sense. And um, it's not just one decision. It's a multitude. I think they meant to do it. They intended to do that. This is the thing. Did they intend to leave our enemies with $85 billion of our high-tech equipment so that they can turn it against us? Is that the intention? Because if that is the intention, then these people are traitors. And they need to be held accountable. President Trump when he was planning the withdrawal, very conditions-based, very specific set of things. And we wouldn't have given up Bagram Air Force Base. But he said, he recalled a conversation with General Milley, and General Milley said, oh, sir, it's cheaper to leave the equipment. And President Trump said, that's the stupidest statement I think I've ever heard. You need to go back to business school, for one. But also, it doesn't even matter what the cost is. You don't leave our state-of-the-art equipment you to china and russia and the taliban everyone else is going to unless it. you intend to arm them against us exactly so we need answers here especially for our service members because this is so unacceptable it really is treasonous when you think it's not just the closing of the air force base and leaving americans behind and arming um, our enemies, aiding and abetting our enemies, but also giving them a list of our people, our people Are and the people me? who aided them while Outrageous. you're loading these planes up with no vetting. So it's just like our southern border, wide open, exploited, totally lawless, and again, by design. Because there's a very clear, and the Supreme Court just ruled about remain in Mexico. There are very clear laws and also policies that work and delivered results. If you don't like that result, you change the policy. Well, apparently they don't like the result of a secure border, of energy independence, of a booming back economy, of ending endless wars the right way. They apparently don't like those outcomes because they deliberately have done the opposite of what President Trump did. So many of us believe that we're in a battle between good and evil. And when you look at, I call it the O'Biden administration, when you look at that committee of leadership that apparently has decided they think better than we do, the people, and they are not accountable to us, clearly, 
and they're running something in the background that none of us know about, at what point do we, the people, do something? And what the heck do we do? That's a rhetorical question. And I think maybe what we should do is go to a quick break. But I want you guys to think about it because, you know, we're kind of damned if we do and damned if we don't. If we don't do anything, we're going to lose our country. We're going to lose our livelihoods. We're going to lose our freedoms. And it's going to get super duper ugly. Way uglier than you can imagine right now. But if we do something, we're the we're the troublemakers, not the Antifa and the BLMs and the people burning down buildings and shutting down businesses. We become the bad guys, the insurrectionists. And I want to say this, and I've said it before. The insurrection did not happen on January 6th. The insurrection happened on November 3rd. We'll be right back. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. Welcome back. This is Jen, and I have with me today Liz Harrington. And I probably didn't do her justice on the introduction here, but I, you know, Liz, I just um, want to thank you for your service to our country and what you're doing with the president in trying to tell the truth. Because as we were talking off off air, you know, we have to own the narrative. We can't allow others to dictate the conversation right now because there's too many people saying things that are simply false and. I want to give a shout out to our podcasting community because the people who are online are bypassing, frankly, the mainstream media. And I like to think that we do that here at WFMD and on our station and on this show, we tell the truth. And we are an interesting bridge between mainstream media because we're conservative talk radio and this podcasting community that is ferociously patriotic and informed. I mean, they're very informed on the facts. So whether, you know, you're talking, I I listen to X-22, I I listen to others, and it's, and we'll continue to shout out to them. I've gotten to know Scott McKay. These guys are, are patriotic people. And whether or not they always have the right information, you know, sometimes they're given incorrect information because people don't want the truth out for strategic reasons. Well, we need a free flow of information and debate. What happened to debate in this country? And because they can't win the argument. So they have to ban President Trump off social media. They have to try to put him down the memory hole. And you literally have um, them deleting his voice. They've made him an unperson like in 1984. It's like they're insane. They've it's, lost their minds. And because his voice is so powerful, that's why they have to do that. But we're still getting it out there. And we blast his statements out. And it how gets do people the word find out. his. How, you can sign up for his alerts at DonaldJTrump.com. Sign up and you get them all straight to your inbox. And he he fires off the statements They're I mean, they're so powerful because he speaks for so many of us. And that's what we're talking about. It is the truth. And they have to try. They can't control it, though. They can't stamp it out as much as they try. It's amazing with all the censorship, with the full control of the corporate media. There's only a handful of outlets that are even covering the election fraud, that are covering the audits. 
but it's still getting the word out. You still have 30 percent of Democrats, according to Rasmussen, who believe there was cheating in this election. How does that correlate to 81 million votes, you might ask? Right, right. It's I mean, on its face, people and especially I think Americans are they can they know when they're being lied to. And that's what they're so tired of. And we just have to keep pushing and keep getting the voice out there because it's very, very powerful because it is true. So let's talk about election integrity. You and I actually met at the PA rally with uh, Senator Mastriano. Shout out to Mastriano. He's awesome. And he and Dan Cox are good buddies. Mastriano has endorsed Dan. I have to get that plug in there because Dan is, is my candidate of choice for governor. And I think that for obvious reasons, he's tackling all of these tough issues. He just did a podcast last night, actually, talking about um, health and freedom and uh, informed consent, which we'll, I'm going to push to the next segment. We'll talk about that because it's really important right now. But when you look at election integrity, all everything really starts with they stole the election. I mean, if, if you look at health and freedom, you look at all the different plethora of issues we're dealing with, it all starts with they stole. How do we undo that when they have apparently deleted the evidence in Arizona? Well, it's so vast and everything that they lied and said happened in 2016, the systemic, you know, election meddling. Well, that did happen in 2020. Right. And then no one it wants was to a, talk it about was a it. Foretelling. Yeah. You're not allowed to talk about it, though. Um, but what we keep it what we have to do is we have to complete these audits because the the truth is the numbers are never going to add up for them and you're so right to point out every other issue goes back to this issue because that's why we're here afghanistan the border crime inflation our energy prices all of these things go back to the fact that president trump's been saying recently fake elections have consequences And we have to fix it. That's why people are deluding themselves if they're just focused on the midterms in 2022 and 2024. There is no 2024 unless we fix 2020. There is no. There's no election. You think you let these people steal an election that they're not going to steal it again? You think that it's just going to go back to business as usual? No. And clearly we see the results. This is not business as usual. You don't normally see people flying off of planes out of Afghanistan. You don't see that because it's not normal and it's accelerating and it's getting worse. And that's why these audits are so important to get to the truth. And they can try. I mean, the same thing that happened in Georgia, too, and all these different states. They can try to hide the evidence or destroy evidence, but. The numbers are still never going to add up to them. This was an all hands on deck by any means necessary. They were not going to allow the will of the people to be heard. Well, and let me let me say this. So there's a lot to go through. And that's why we need these audits to finish. There's a lot at stake, because if you're a traitor, as my father would say, the consequence is death. These are this is a big game people are playing if they are traitors and stealing votes. I mean, people act as if this issue doesn't matter or something. We have people on camera 
running ballots multiple times through the machines. We don't just have them on camera. We also have the ballot images that show they were counted multiple times. The men who just died, 20 years old, 22 years old, they died for those votes, for legitimate real votes. And every duplicate phony ballot that was ran through that machine invalidates, makes their deaths in vain. What are we here for if we don't have the agency to rule ourselves? That's what America is about, consent of the governed. And if we're able to rule ourselves, that our rights come from God, not from an elite, bureaucratic, out-of-touch ruling class who's been wrong for decades, who have tried to destroy our country with no consent of the governed. So honestly, all of this really had to happen if we're going to restore our constitutional republic as it was designed to be, which is not this never ending, doesn't matter who's elected, it just stays the same. And that's why President Trump is such a threat to them because he exposes it. There's no difference between a Clinton and a Bush and then Obama. There's no difference. They all support open borders. They all support the endless wars. They all support selling us out to communist China. And the American people don't support that. They want a real choice. President Trump gave them a real choice. We chose him not once, but twice. And he was delivering on that. That's why they had to try to take him out and take him down. But the amazing thing is he's stronger than ever before. We had 68,000 people in Alabama just last weekend. I mean, in the pouring rain, we had to shut down security for an hour because of the thunderstorms. It didn't matter. And he gave a great speech, but because people, they need hope in our country. They need to believe that we're still America and people really feel that it's slipping away because they're destroying our country. All right. Now I got a bunch of questions for you. So it's going to be a little bit rapid fire. First of all, I got a call from the GOP asking me for money. I said, do not call and ask me. I will not give you one red cent until you all stop the nonsense. I said, because I know from Dan, because he was boots on the ground as a Trump attorney in Philadelphia, that some of the GOP weren't acting right. Right. And okay, so this is not, to your point, a left, right, liberal, conservative you know, Democrat, Republican, it's the good guys versus the bad guys. And the bad guys who are lying, cheating and stealing need to cut it out. And the GOP is involved with it and they will not get one nickel from me. Not one nickel. We need to donate to the candidates that we believe in. But to your point, unless we fix this election, the next one won't even matter. Term limits. We have to, if we get through all this mess, we must do term limits because to your point, people have been parked there for 50 years doing the same old cabal. So the only way we're going to undo that is to initiate term limits. Would you agree with that? And also, it's not just the people in Congress. It's the people in the bureaucracy. Can we get a term limit for Anthony Fauci, please? Oh, my goodness. The guy needs to go away. (laughs) But that's the same thing. You've got these unelected people who, and the same with the generals, these political generals. We've got a lot of great people, too. But, I mean, they are political and they come and they they stay no matter who comes and goes it's all about the paycheck 
It's all about the paycheck and power. Paycheck and power. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Success Happens. I want to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek. We're scooping now. Go down, check out your favorite flavors. And also, KW Photography Design, a great photographer, excellent photographer, great web designer. She does great work and social media. So check out Kara Wynn. And lastly, I want to welcome Flamingo Pool Supply. They're going to be joining us as a sponsor. We'll be right back. Success Happens is brought to you in part by Flamingo Pool Supply, Industry Lane Frederick, the best for your pool today. The following program does not necessarily reflect the views of the staff or management of WFMD. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back to Success Happens. This is Jen, and I have with me today Liz Harrington, and Liz is the current press secretary for Donald J. Trump. We are so honored to have you here in our studio. And a couple of things I want to cover next. Let's talk about health freedom. Like I mentioned, you know, this is something we are all tracking very carefully. You know, we talk about elections have consequences. Uh, stolen elections have consequences. And, you know, you really know thy candidates. I mean, when we voted for Governor Hogan, we had no idea that he would be somebody who would align with Biden, would align with the committee. We've, we're now going to call them the committee who's running our country. We don't know who they are. They're the headless, nameless, faceless committee. And that he would be the person who would shut us down, destroy businesses, destroy economy. You know, opioid addiction is up. Suicide is up. People are despondent. People are hopeless. That was our change Maryland, go Republican, second term Hogan. I'm so disgusted. And it took me a long time to come out about this because I did work in the administration. Mm. But it is so unconscious to me that he is now mandating that our medical professionals get the poke. So here's what I see. And then I want, Liz, for you to talk about the military, because this is really important. And we'd love to know President Trump's perspective on this. But when our first responders are the first ones to get the jab because they're they're promoted to do so, they're they're expected to do so. Our our ER docs got it. Everybody, you know, rolled up their sleeve and took their picture. It was all a big thing. When all of our first responders are taking this, what I think could be an extremely dangerous thing that we're going to know more in about a year than we know now. What What is the intention behind it? Is there a strategy? Now, we know of a young officer, 39 years old, 10 a.m. Sunday morning, died. I understand it could have been a blood clot. But we have we have a need to know if our first responders and people who are taking these vaccines are dying from it. We have the right to know as a public health matter. If you're going to force this thing on us, then tell us the whole story. So what do you think about all this in terms of the force mandates for vaccines on military first responders, healthcare providers now? We have nurses right now who are going to lose their jobs. And we're saying, you know what? Hold the line. Stand up, health professionals. Walk out. Do what you have to do to make sure that your lives are safe. Go ahead. Well, they're distorting the whole intent. I mean, what the what was the intent when President Trump was in office? It was a all hands on deck. 
how do we save lives? How do we beat this pandemic? How do we open up back our economy? And it was all of the above approach. Vaccines were part of that. So were therapeutics. And we all remember what happened when he started touting hydroxychloroquine, which is a 60-year-old FDA-approved, very cheap, by the way, safe drug. And it got demonized. So, yeah, they couldn't make money on it anymore. (laughs) So he gave, he wanted to save as many lives as possible, beat the China virus, and all, it was all, he was listening to all the health experts and doing an all above approach. But now they're taking it that, no, it's not all of the above. It's not, you know, preventing as many people from dying, embracing therapeutics uh, before the vaccine was even developed. Now it's one size fits all. It doesn't matter if you're five years old and have virtually no risk to anyone else or to themselves from this virus. Or it doesn't matter if you're in the military or have a precondition or anything. It's a one size. It doesn't matter if you've already had the virus. What kind of science is that? They never talk about. I mean, they beat us to death with the cases, cases, cases every single day. And now they're acting as if those cases don't even exist. Because if you've already had it, according to a lot of studies, you have better immunity than if you get the vaccine. And in I mean, I'm not a scientist. I'm not, I've never science and math was never my strong suit. However, I thought the whole point of a vaccine was to mimic natural immunity as if you had already gotten uh, whatever the, you know, virus that you're trying to prevent from spreading. So it just doesn't make sense. And what President Trump has said, we wanted an all of the above approach and we have to have freedom. Now they're using this as a magic bullet, but not just a magic bullet. You have to. You can't get a job. You can't work here. You can't go to school here. You can't serve in our military. You can't work at the hospital unless you have this so, mandate. So he believes in freedom. It has to be the American people to, that get to decide. Well, and the freedom of choice would be I can choose treatments or I can choose vax. That's my choice. But one thing we know is that they could not have engaged in forcing a vaccine to be developed if there were indeed acceptable treatments. So they had to demonize hydroxychloroquine. Now, we've had doctors on here from uh, frontline doctors, Dr. Barkey, shout out to Jeff, that have said hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are highly effective treatments. We don't need a vaccine. And that's a point that came out later that people realized later because we didn't know again you're dealing with something that they're still not i mean just this week you had the intelligence community say oh well we just don't know if it came from the wuhan lab or not are you serious i mean they're <laughs> still i mean this is the most powerful they're intelligence still working in the for world. the chinese okay. exactly right. and so we still don't even how can we this far removed this many months and uh, over a year later and still not even have the basic facts out there about where this came from and president trump agrees with this as well nobody trusts this government they don't trust the election results clearly and they don't trust this government on any of these issues now and for good reason Well, and back to our point, government by committee, which committee, faceless, nameless, headless, 
horsemen. We don't know who they are. So we would like to know who is indeed running this great country we love so much because right now it feels like it isn't Biden. <laughs> we know that Sleepy Joe is. Um, so let's go to something else that's very concerning is that the data is not being told. So the VAERS report is the report that is it's a self-reporting mechanism, a system of reporting data, usually by doctors, sometimes by patients who want somebody to know that they had an adverse effect from a vaccine. Unfortunately, the data is a bit wonky and unclear, according to some of the docs. But we know that somewhere between 500, 600,000, maybe more adverse effects have occurred from this vaccine. Anywhere from, you know, they got a twitch, maybe lost some feeling, got a little nauseous. I don't know what it is to they died. So there are issues around the truth being told about the outcomes on this vaccine. And they're getting ready to force vax us because they push through an FDA approval process that normally takes several years if it's done correctly and properly. And I just saw, and people follow me on Facebook, uh, I just posted something from a pharmaceutical person from Pfizer who's come out about the, this vax that they're pushing through. And in fact, there's some information that's being revealed about, about the components of it. So there's, there's some real concerns about the, the efficacy, but also the safety of these vaccines. I assume, but I'd like to hear from you, that the president had no notion that they would do anything to this vaccine that could be potentially harmful. It would only be meant to eradicate something. But do you have any thoughts about that? Well, he, like I said, embraced all of these different plans to do what was best for the country and to defeat this thing. And now it seems clear that a lot of the public health experts are never going to let this go. They're never going to stop using it for control. And that's a big problem. And I think when you're talking about what I know, President Trump believes that but why should we be giving it to kids? Why should we be doing the masks? All these things are they've really been proven to be detrimental and dangerous, dangerous to kids with no, CDC just released a study and they buried their own findings that masks on kids have no benefit, zero benefit. But we know they have downsides. So when we're talking about benefit versus risk, I just heard Dr. Fauci the other day giving a presentation about how, oh, the benefit versus risk for the vaccine for adolescents is very clear. There are more benefits than what well, he is a, a lie. Because it's not proven. Being. We do not know. It has not. I mean, whatever they say about the trials for the adults, they have not concluded trials for kids. You do not know what the effects are for a virus that kids, thank the Lord, are not susceptible to they're just not unless they have other very serious underlying conditions so in what world in what universe would the benefit risk be pointing to vaccinating all kids well that, that's another agenda it's outrageous and and i i've told my husband and anybody who wants to listen i'm going to tell all of you my son will not get that vaccine so but you know you're seeing rising up in france in australia 
around the world. Australia's in a world of hurt right now. They have people who are marching in the streets. They are gathering their people and taking them to internment camps. It is outrageous. And for anybody who has talked to me in the past, because I've heard it from people, oh, well, we just want to be like Australia. No, we don't. We don't want to be anything like Australia. We want to be like the United States of America. And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. And I just want to thank our sponsors, Sweeties on the Creek and KW Photography Design. We'll be right back. So today we're also instituting uh, vaccination protocols for all staff working in all Maryland hospitals. These new requirements for both nursing home and hospital employees will take effect immediately. All these employees are required to get their first vaccine no later than September 1st. Vaccination remains the single best tool to fight COVID-19, to avoid hospitalization, and to avoid death. In nursing homes and in some hospitals, we have much, much farther to go because in a handful of skilled nursing and rehab centers and in hospitals, we have staff vaccination rates closer to 40%. Welcome back to Success Happens. That was our dear Governor Hogan and comrades speaking about forcing vaccinations on our health care professionals. And we've just heard that the military is being forced to take it. Uh, and all of this is coincidentally before 9-11, at the same time that they're pushing through at the FDA approval, now the second vax will probably go through as well. And by the way, it's not a vaccine. It's a drug. Let's just be straight. But, you know, they're forcing these these um, issues upon us. And I have to ask the question, does it make us more vulnerable as a country when our healthcare professionals are taking these uh, controversial drugs, when our first responders and our military are taking these controversial drugs. And by the way, now they're trying to force it on our kids where we know it gives them myocarditis. We know that it affects their ability to operate like in sports. We One kid lost his, his scholarship because he got myocarditis at 18 and now doesn't have a future to live into to fill his dreams. So this is what's going on with this vaccine. But, you know, all of that set aside... I think within the last few minutes with you, Liz, I think people want to know, is there hope? So my question to you is, at the end of the day, when this complete story is told, what do you think will be the outcome and what will be said about this time in our country? Wow, it's a very big question. And we we don't really know yet what the outcome is going to be. But I think Americans do have a choice. And it's our future. It's our country. And are you going to stand up before it's too late? And I think that's where we're at. And President Trump is standing up. We're continuing to fight. And it's really amazing after everything they've done to him, uh, to his family. And they're still it's like a third world country, what they're trying to do to him in New York. It's disgusting. These pro- prosecutors, these show trials these commissions, it's never ending, but he's still so optimistic and he's still in the fight. And that I think is really inspiring to a lot of people. And it is, we're in a dangerous time. People see what's happening. They're devastated. They feel like there is no hope, but we always have hope as long as we 
believe in the things that made our country great to begin with. And what is that? God's had a hand on our country. We have faith. We have freedom. We need to embrace that. And we need to do everything we can to just stand up and say, this is wrong. These are lies. I'm going to make my own choices and put, uh, build my, forge my own path. What does stand up look like, though? How do people stand up? It's easy to say, hard to do. So, you know, one way we know people can refuse to take the vax. There are are forms available. Go on my Facebook page, guys, and and follow me also on uh, Telegram because we're putting other content out outside of Facebook. But you need to get the forms available. You know, we want people to have access to having medical freedom. You know, the freedom to choose. There are religious exemptions you can claim. There are medical exemptions you can claim. There are ways around this. But I'm sorry, Liz, go ahead. No, I think we, it's as simple as, you know, holding fast to your convictions and telling the truth. You know, when I was still at the RNC, I, after the election, I didn't stop saying that the election was stolen. I ended up getting forced out of that job. But It didn't matter because and I thought, you know, where am I going to work? I can't work for somebody that isn't going to enable me to say that the election was stolen. So then I ended up working for Steve Bannon on his show. And now I'm working for the greatest president in the United States, the 45th president, Donald J. Trump. So obviously that's a unique situation. I don't even know how it happened. You know, God put me there. But. If you hold fast and hold true and and speak the truth, you can, you'll keep going. It and will you'll turn be, out. It, it will, will turn out. Turn and that's out. what we all need to do in our lives. We need to gather together. We need to organize. We need to get involved, whatever it is. But don't take no for an answer. Don't let people push you around and make you compromise because that's how we got here. You know, that quote, which I had somebody tell back to me recently, Oh, Ronald Reagan said, if you agree with 80% of the time, you know, you're good, 20%. I don't think I agree with that because the 20% always ends up being the most important issues facing us. It ends up being the life issue. It ends up being sovereignty. Uh, It ends up being our fundamental freedoms. And we can't compromise on those anymore. So... It's the end of the show, and what an honor to have you here. And I want everybody, on behalf of all of our listeners, to say we really miss President Donald J. We Trump. Do. We really miss him. And may God bless him and his family. And may God bless you because you are a historic figure as well now in this role as you you help him spread his message of hope and freedom. And, guys, we cannot give up. We can never give up. And our founding fathers and the people who fought and died for us through many instances would not want us to. So God bless you all. Thank you so much for listening to Success Happens. Have a fabulous week. Stand up. We're going to have Lee Dundas on with us. We're going to be working on this whole idea of stand up for freedom. Stay tuned. Have a great week. 930 WFMB Sports Update. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. 
Here's Kevin Figures. In the NBA Friday night, Damian Lillard scored 43 points to snap the Blazers' seven-game losing streak with a 125-116 to victory over Charlotte. Ben McLemore chipped in 28 for Portland. Carl Anthony Towns led the T-Wolves to a 110-92 to victory over the Lakers, who were led by Isaiah Thomas's 19 points. Thomas making his season debut after signing a 10-day contract with the team just hours before the game. Anthony Davis did leave the game in the third quarter with a knee injury. He will get an MRI later today. Memphis defeated the Kings for their fifth straight win. Steph Curry scored 30 points to lead the Warriors over Boston. The Spurs outlasted the Jazz 128-126. to Wins for Denver, Miami, and the Pelicans who beat the shorthanded Bucks in overtime. In college hoops, ninth-ranked Villanova fell to 7-4 and after a blowout loss to Creighton. In college football, Coastal Carolina beat Northern Illinois in the Cure Bowl. Middle Tennessee with a win over Toledo in the Bahamas Bowl. I'm Kevin Figures. News Radio 930.